Lunchbox is a comedian and musician from Gainesville, Florida, someone I know personally and respect, and one of the quirkiest and most interesting people in Gainesville. I'm going to ambush him now and see if he wants to have an interview with me. Lunchbox! What's up, baby? Are you awake? Do you want to be on my podcast? Are you doing it right now? Yes, it started 33 seconds ago. What's up? I've already done your introduction. Okay. Everyone knows who you are. Awesome. You just have to tell me what you're doing right now, and then we just have a normal conversation like you would normally. Okay, awesome. I'm So I'm playing this game called uh, Tales of Vesperia. It's part of the different Tales series that Namco came out with. I'm pretty sure it's Namco. But don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. And uh, we just fought a pirate ghost on side of a giant pirate ship and now we're figuring out how to go back to our ship because it, it got broke and we had to fix it we fought a pirate my team is awesome i got a girl that rides a dragon i got nice. a wizard cool i got a girl that's going to be the queen of the entire uh continent if she can find this treasure that we're helping her find she can like do magic and heal people mm-hmm. um a, a pirate girl, uh, a dude who's like uses a bow and arrow, but he also does magic. A little kid who's super strong, and then me, I'm a swordsman. But he's a badass though. Like he goes in secret and like fights criminals and stuff like away from the team. He's like uh, the Batman of the game. It's pretty awesome. Excellent. What cool. have you What have you been doing? Well, gosh, I did all my warm ups and stuff. I mostly, I'm really. This is pretty much the first thing I've done today. I just got done with my, like, morning routine stuff, so I went on a nice long walk. Awesome. And I thought all of my nice long morning thoughts, and I did my yoga warm-up. That's what the walk is for. It's for thoughts. Like, specific yes. thoughts that you could only think if you were, like, walking, because you're just, like, you gotta feed your brain certain, like, noise information. Like you do when you're, it's like, I have to have a certain YouTube video, a certain thing. It's like, yes. I'm the same way. It's like, I have to have, like, I've gotta be walking at a certain pace, Mm-hmm. I've got to, like, I have to focus on my, like, posture a certain way because I have certain thoughts that only come to me in that. I spent... Yeah, yeah no, I know. I totally get that. I spent <coughs> time this morning looking over the character designs for the play, mm-hmm. um, specifically, like, the nightmares, and I was rereading the script, and, like, I realized, like, I have these really cool monstery characters, and, like, I'm not using them enough. Like, the antagonists aren't around enough in this show. The show right. feels... They're more like, like obstacles and less like characters. Yeah, it's like video game logic where, like, oh, there's these enemies and they're kind of dynamic and the focus is more on the action of them, but, like, it's a play. Yeah. They're going to have to talk some. They're going to have to talk more than the little bits that I kind of give them to do. Someone that I let uh, read the rough cut kind of pointed that out and I thought that was really good, like... She's got a real eye for, like, character design because she does film. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know that I had character designs already going on because, like, I want to do inversions of mythology, right? With my monsters, I want them to be these weird modern alien takes. But, like, she took my ideas and, like, made them better and made them way more dreamlike by, like, adding a bunch of elements that I didn't even consider at first, dude. Like, it's really refreshing when someone looks at your work and is like, oh, my God. Look at this thing that you did, and, like, you didn't even realize that that was an option. Oh, yeah. Like, the guy who invented the plowshare out of a sword blade. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, we could could kill people with this, but we can also make food. 
Well, it's like, so it's nice to have moments. those people in your party, too, because yeah. especially me, like, I've spent so much time where I have been, like, explaining myself over and over again, explaining the idea, explaining the concept, explaining, like, this is what we're here doing, and it's like, I've spent so many hours doing that that I, like, <laughs> I forget sometimes that there are some people who will just see what I'm doing and be like, oh, you're doing this, here's a hundred ideas about the future, as opposed to, like, I need a hundred pieces of information to understand the past. It's like, eventually you do get around people who are also creative and can see the vision, and who you can just, like, create with instead of creating at or through, worse. Well, like, I love the uninitiated's opinion and viewpoint because that is a baseline for what the audience is going to be. Perfect, yeah. But... You also uh, need to let people that are working in the same medium experience it so they can give you feedback. People, you don't have to do a primer on. Like, if you were to explain to me a painting, like, I've, I've studied a little bit of art. I know enough to know that I don't really understand it right. that deeply. And if someone sat down, I was like, well, this is why oil does this. And mm-hmm. This is why you can make these colors. That would be so fascinating. But all of that time that they give me for the primer detracts from when they're trying to explain this one specific element. Mm -hmm. That's actually the really good part, you know? Right. People also get caught up on the fact, like, most people are just shocked that I wrote something because (laughs) they've got ideas in their head that they never just commit to paper. I'm like, that's fine. And they're they're so happy. They're like, oh my God, you wrote a show and I hope it goes great and it looks really awesome. But like, I'm not looking for that. Yeah. I have an ego. Like, You're like, I'm need... racing the Indy 500, and they're like, you have a car? You have a car? Whoa. How fast do you drive? Tell me about the tires. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. It's exactly like that. I had a car once. Oh, my God. My car, <laughs> my car was fa- In high school, my car was so fast. <laughs> Holy shit. It was so fast. Yeah, my car was so fast in high school that I parked it, and I just never drove a car again, because I know I'm fast. I know I'm fast, and there's no much faster to go <laughs> than the fast that I was going right then. I've seen fast. I'm on the greener pastures now. That's right, boy. You look at me and you're like, oh, shit, that boy's... He's riding. (laughs) I went and saw some of my friends um, the other day, and I was passing out uh, articles of power because I like doing, like, actual real performance in your life art, you know? Right, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I gave my friends these ninja headbands, and I was like, we're ninjas together now, and, like, there'll come a time when we'll have to do some ninja stuff together, and, like, you gotta be ready, like, I'm Yeah, it's like the art project is your actual real life now has a side quest. You didn't know it had a main quest. Now it's got a side quest. That, like, new restruct, subtle restructuring of your actual whole life is the art project. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like the whole idea too of like uh we were sitting there and I realized like these these guys are kind of young. Like you need I never had like a nonsense man that would come into my life and be like skibbly to do do everything that you think. You need the nonsense man, yeah. I, the nonsense man exists now. I'm the nonsense yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I wonder cuz he teaches you that not that the, the Ideas that you would normally throw away are still valuable oh, for something. So valuable. He teaches, like, the whole rest of it, he teaches you that, like, use the shadows and use the everything. The junk is treasure. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, he's a junk, junk man. Junk is yeah. junk. The junk man is, like, a, the, the, the prestigious title. Like, right. that old man by the fire, that guy that shows up is like, well, you didn't know you could use a sword, boy. Like, yeah. Because what you man, don't realize yeah. is he used to be just like you, and that's yes. the whole thing, but you're not supposed to think about that until way later. Then you're like, oh, no, I'm the junk man. My theory... Like, one of one of the, like the recursive theories that I think about is, like, the original Legend of Zelda, right? 
the very first thing you do is you go into this cave mm -hmm. and there's an old man with a sword. And why would there be an old man with a sword there? Because that old man with the sword used to be the boy. Right. It's a whole circle. Yeah. And when he gives you the sword, when he tells you it's dangerous to go alone, he's telling you, you're going alone. Yeah. I'm not coming <laughs> with you. No one is going to help you. Here's the, here's what you need. And, like, the way that the game is built, like, the real way that you fight is with the sword. Everything else is about opening up the enemy so mm -hmm. you can hit them with the sword. Right. And I think about, you know... Uh, these people and the different moments that we've had and like maybe there'll be a moment of strife or contention or where maybe they'll be down on their luck or maybe they'll be hurt or broken or sad or lost and maybe they have that little emblem or that little piece of nothingness that I give them that piece of junk and they yeah. hold on to that for that that moment and draw strength from it like I like that idea you know mm -hmm. everything <laughs> everything's colorful and cinematic like the yeah. way that I'm doing it it's so ridiculous <laughs> But I like, um, well, and I mean, too, like, you've taught me so much about that, too, you know? We're both on this, like, kind of wave of, like, I'm going to do this exactly the way that I want to do it, and it's going to be rad, and it's not going to be the way that you're doing it. Yeah. And I just don't... Well, it's just realizing that we have to do it that you way. Because there are, because there have been enough people in my life who, like, I have seen just kind of do it from the template, you know, do it like, I have a band, I have insert band here, I'm an artist, I have insert art here, it's like the... Here's my like, energy song, yeah, here's my ballad, here's, yeah, exactly, yeah. here's, it's here's like, our closer. Yeah, it's like, I have the shape of a musician, because kind of what I wanted was, I saw a musician out of the corner of my eye, and I saw that that person was getting attention, and I was like, okay, I kind of want that attention, and so they're, they're very focused on, like, getting the attention... And everything else is kind of like a trapping of it, which forces the music to kind of be this straight-up-the-middle thing, which makes you think that the straight-up-the-middle music is what is valuable, but it's not. It's just that that person has a story that is compelling enough that they don't stop, and they just happen to not be focusing on the music. Like, the music could actually be really interesting and good, right. and it wouldn't take away from it at all. It's no. just that most people, like, the actual art isn't the focus, which is fine, because for humans, art isn't the focus. For humans, humans are the focus. And so it's like, that's why it does come out simpler, is because there's room for the human in it. But I just think that the human that you will find in the music is a little more interesting than the human other people leave room for, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. And it's the whole thing of, like, do you want to be good and have a bunch of people enjoy it, like a massive amount. Well, isn't that just McDonald's? Like, right, we yeah. can all agree that we've eaten McDonald's. It feels good. It, and it's pretty all right. Like, yeah. But I've never sat down at McDonald's and been like, damn, this burger is a work of art. This changes burgers for me. Like, and that's the thing. You go to the little restaurant, you know, the mom and pop or the place that's out of the way. Or you go to the place that, like does it super weird and you go in there and you eat the food and you have the experience. Like, when we went to Chili's, like, even though it's a chain, it's better because it you go in and there's atmosphere. Like, Nathan was nice. Nathan, if you're listening... Nathan! You're a cool, you're a cool dude and I appreciate you. This The first episode of this podcast is dedicated to our server, Nathan, at Chewy's Gainesville, Florida. Yes! <laughs> Shout out to Nathan. Shout out to Nathan. He will hear this. He will hear Nathan this. Nathan will hear this, because we'll just go find him. We'll just play. go back to Even Chewy's. Even if he's the only person who hears this. We're gonna, this we're podcast gonna, is for Nathan. Here's the thing. It's like, this is this is magic in the making, though, because we're going to go just insert stuff into this dude's life. Yeah. We're going to be like, you're on a podcast now. We shout it out to you. You're dope. If you have a chance... <laughs> 
to go to Chili's during the day and have Nathan to be your server. He's so nice. Yeah. I, he was so nice. And I said a bunch of hard stuff to him and he didn't care. I stuttered. He didn't care either. Yeah, he took it in stride because he was able to see, even though we were throwing complete nonsense at him, he was like, okay, all of this nonsense and chaotic information means that these people want to be my friend. And not a lot of people have the preconceived notions about friendship to be able to see that through the weirdness. They just get lost in the confusion. But it's like, no, we're confusing you on purpose because we want to see what you're made of. Yeah. Because we think you're made of something good. When I spray you with the water hose, I'm not saying <laughs> F you. I'm saying let's have a water hose. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's the beginning of something. It's the beginning of a story, not the end of a story. Should we talk about the games that we played the other night, the board games that we got to play? Yeah. We've been hitting up Target. Especially the Ruth Bader Ginsburg one. Yeah, for sure. We're going we're going tomorrow night and we're going to get a bunch of games. Like I play Nintendo like an intense amount, but like I do it when I'm like working on stuff, like when you want to play together with people, like we're rediscovering. You want some board games, dude. You get to learn oh, yeah. so much about your friends. Yeah. The people that you enjoy when you play <coughs> quasi competitive. Cause like let's be real. Like I won maybe once. Our friend won once. It is cool, whatever. But then at the same time, like, man, getting crushed is like teaches you about your friends too. Oh yeah, right. There's strategies and like that's the thing that like I would it's practice upon. for adversity. It's yes. like, can this is this person gonna stick with me? Are we gonna turn on each other when the chips are down? Yeah, when the chips are down. <laughs> when it goes back to like to like when you're little kids, like when you, we were developing like evolutionary wise, like you played games to learn how to deal with problems that would happen later. Mm-hmm. You know, you roughhouse and stuff so that you learn how to take care of yourself or learn how to hunt. You know, you play counting games and stacking games and pretend games so that you learn how to imagine and like we're getting back to that you know mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoy that and i would be excited like maybe we could do something where like we podcast while we play some of the games and, oh like, yeah talking like that'd be so cool oh yeah because the parts where we're where we forget that we're being recorded will be the funnier mm-hmm. part <laughs> because we'll be oh, like god. oh my god that was recorded of course yeah it's, the it's realization yeah great i also think too like uh our friend is transitioning in her life into like becoming like a full artist like yeah dedicated to art and doesn't worry about the medium or the subtraction or the work of it and like man that stone is hard to overcome man it's been cool watching that happen like i get to bear witness to you guys as winding through life like it's so cool yeah well she has the intuition that it's like she will be able to be an artist as a scientist whereas i feel like a lot of people would have they would have to like beat their scientist into submission leave the scientist in a dumpster (laughs) and go be an artist right but it's like the scientist can help you yeah Yeah. it's like you know someone told me the other night and i mean like it's not a new quote but they said it so emphatically because i was talking about magic and they're like science is magic and i'm like i know it is that's the best part is like all of these little things, they have psychological implications, and they have emotional implications, mm-hmm. and they have artistic implications. And it's the whole thing of, uh, I respect the people who can build, like, the people who are interested in me and the stuff that I do. A lot of our fans, like, 
they're ridiculous. Like, they do crazy things. Like, they make stuff that I never could imagine. Or they mm-hmm. have jobs that are highly technical and complicated. And they come and sit with me, and they're like, man, I wish I could tell jokes. Or, man, I wish I could rap. Or, man, I wish I could sing. And I just want to smack them. Because, like, dude, you built a car the other day. I bro, know. bro, <laughs> like... you, fixed, you fixed my air conditioning. We were so miserable. And you came in, and you just, like, laughed. And, like, we ate some Cheetos. It was so rad. Like, you do... They, they all... They, these yeah. people do so many crazy my things. My engine's broke. It's been broke for a month. You're a god to I've me. Got, like, my friends are are pitching a song that I recorded bass on that they wrote to Sony Records today, oh. and my... RV engine has been broken for over a month. Right. There's nothing I can do about it. Right. I am so, like, I, in the way that most people see the world, there's one arena in my life in which mm. I am a level 100, yes. like, that's what I'm doing, but in, like, fixing my RV, level one. Level. I am, I am a oh level one Pidgey in between oh. Pallet Town and the next place. Oh, and it's so rough. Yeah. But it's the thing that I keep thinking about is, like, learning to celebrate those things and also realizing I want more people to do stuff that they don't do normally. There's something so beautiful about someone trying something for the first time that's artistic that you're making because it comes from your emotions and your feelings and your imagination. Like, I really want us to do that idea that I was kicking around about like doing like outsider art and getting people who have never done Paintings. I want you oh, to paint yeah. a painting. Here's the colors. Here's some basics of how it works. I don't care that you don't know how. It's beautiful because this is you trying. Yeah, and the chaos makes the spice. Oh, like the chaos more, makes it so the good. The more I'm realizing, like, the most... Because I'm trying to think about, like, the, that, what's, what's going to happen next in music education, because I think about this, right? right? Like, how can I do it better without just, like, trying to learn the old way? Like, how do I... How do I transcend the mousetrap instead of just building more mousetraps and it's like i think that in this this decade in the 2020s i think that a lot of things on the surface are going to look like they're regressing but just because things kind of need to be simplified like the fundamental problem of our society is that the most important skill coding is known by the fewest people so it's right. like we you know it's not it didn't used to be like that it's like even if you weren't a farmer you could understand you put the seed in the ground and it grows right and it's like okay but now it's like the fundamental fabric of what makes everything happen like no one understands so we need simpler stuff so i'm like what is the simplest way that people teach music and it's like oh there just are people playing drums and singing outside and the kids just walk over and start banging on stuff and yelling and the music is loud enough that like you can kind of hear the kids and it's adding a nice aesthetic mm-hmm. But it's like that, that isn't an accident. Like, all the people who are dope folk musicians who are playing that stuff, like, they learned that way. And it's like, no one ever had to sit them down and be like, this is lesson one. Right. Your homework for this week will be blah, blah, right. blah. Because it's like, why? Because then it's like, you're just getting good at doing homework. You're not actually getting good at performing. God, that's exactly how I learned, though. It was hanging with people in bands and, like, learning how they played like you're like you're like just literally describing me yeah shout outs to K&K production studios and rehearsal shout outs to the sense offenders I know you broke up but you're out there anyways <laughs> shout out <laughs> oh god oh man 
Because that was the thing. Is like I was a no-account fucking high school kid, and I wanted to be cool, and I was a punk, and I went and hung out, and then like you were hanging out with people that do the music that you like, and like you start yeah. jamming with them, and just trying it out. Yeah. And, like, it doesn't matter. You're not doing it for anyone. It's a lot of days spent just kicking it. With, yeah. With, with, you don't have people watching you. There's no pressure. Mm-hmm. And, and you like, know you're getting the real stuff because you know that they haven't had to, like, process it and package it to try to, like, make, quote-unquote, make it digestible yeah. for you. Meaning, make some other piece of music that's like the thing you're trying to do, but that is simplified for you so that you don't have to improve to do it. It's like, basically, the teacher, you're working against the teacher. Whether you realize it or not, like, you're actually working against the yeah. teacher. Like, he's trying to slow you down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, the teacher is, like, the the QWERTY keyboard, you know? It's mm -hmm. like, everybody knew A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right. so they would type so fast that the type the typing machine would get jammed. Right. The typewriter would become jammed, and so they had to scramble it to get people to slow down. Mm. So it's like, that's... like. But I want to do... I want to distill that. I want to just do that, because right. I feel like it's it's, like, expanded into this thing that overshadows the playing. Like, mm. there's too much pedagogy. There's too much paper. There's too right. much, like, extra stuff. And I want to try to break it back down to just you and the instrument. A world where everyone played it by ear, but played it by ear crazy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A world where you could just walk... Well, I mean, we live kind of in that world, and I realize that what you're saying, too, is, like, it's dissolving that barrier. What I was going to add, though, is, like, when you're hanging out with those people and you're in that raw state, mm -hmm. exactly that, they're hitting you with everything they've got. They're yeah, right, yeah. All the stuff you get to that see the whole do. spectrum. Like, it feels like drowning sometimes. Yeah. You get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. But that's what makes it dope and what makes you able, like, I can go places and jam with people and do things with people and hang out with people and people want to kick it with you because you still have that energy of like, come absorb everything you can from me. Mm -hmm. I'll I like my power. I want to share it with you. I think that's like the nature of what we should be doing if you want to be a positive person. Like mm -hmm. I realize some people are just focused on themselves. This podcast ain't really for you, bro. Like, yeah. you might, might want to move on. Like, we're never gonna say anything that you're down with. I'm sorry, because I'm just not about it. Like, twenty hot life hacks yeah. for productivity and success with the opposite sex. That's right. You gotta do sweet backflips. Not red pill you anymore. Whatever that shit is. Top ten backflips for washboard abs. Washboard abs. And then, like, the guy's, like, skating, but, like, the boat is covered in Mountain Dew stickers, but it's the energy drink. <laughs> Gotta live extreme if you want to rip and, and, and talk to hot girls. Yeah! I just want to take a moment to shout out our sponsor, Monster Energy Drinks. Yeah. Without you guys, I would be tired. I would be fatigued. <laughs> I would wake up in the... If it weren't for Monster Energy Drinks, because I just, you know, you wake up in a pool of your own sweat and Mountain Dew, and you want to just drink more Mountain Dew, but... <laughs> It's they, not going to do it because it's first thing in the morning. They now. made a breakfast one. They made a breakfast what one. What is it, like a bacon and eggs monster? It's like tangerine, and I think there's like a pomegranate. Like, I remember the oh, mountain. That sounds like, nice. You're like, yeah, no, it, it's like a juice. It's like a juice with caffeine. Come hang out. Everything's going to be cool. You're not going to be able to see through walls. Yeah, real talk, though, real goal. I want to score the LaCroix sponsorship because mm. I feel like they, I don't, I don't really know, but it seems like they don't really do the influencer marketing, mm -mm. but it's like millennials love, love, 
LaCroix. It's like PBR, but like PBR for us. Yes, yes, yes. PBR has... Ne- I never... I've never seen... And I've seen little signs in bars for PBR to let you know, like, we're scum, come hang out. Yeah. But I've never seen a commercial on TV that's like, PBR, rockin' hardcore. Every day, come have a sip. Like, it's like, this is the cheapest one. <laughs> Do you want to drink it or not? Got some parliaments? It's $3 a pack. PBR. Don't we know tell, you're broke. Don't tell your dad. You can still hang out. Oh my god. PBR. Everyone's playing a guitar. <laughs> Everyone. We, we have like Swamphead in town, so like we switch. But like, oh my god, dude. I used to like, my buddy worked at the place and like he'd get the, the misfilled ones that are not the right weight and he would bring me just racks or beers that go out of date because they can't sell them if they sit for too long. They're right. legally not allowed to. Like, you got to put out fresh product. But that doesn't mean that they've gone bad because it's in a can. It's a beer in a can. It's sealed. It can't decompose. Yeah, I mean, at some point it's got to start to break down, but I I agree. Any can thing, because yeah. I mean, that's the whole, yeah. Not for a while. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, the whole the whole putting dates on things at all is part of the marketing process. Because it's like, in normal human life, like a wild human, like, scuttles over to something it thinks is food and it smells it. And it's like, okay, this is going to smell good and I'm going to eat it, or it's going to smell bad and I'm not. But, like, now we live in a society where people are like, I don't know if this is good anymore. The date says this. Is this, is this still good? Which is crazy. And it's like, wait, but you have, like, an organ that just does this. Like, we have, like, the only, like, the only thing it's supposed to do, really, is tell you if something's bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and a company somewhere else with people we've never met puts a date on it instead. But it's like, we have, like, it's not like your sense of smell is for something else. Right. It's like, we're not cross-prescribed, we're not going off-label with this prescription of, like, smell your food, it's just, but our culture has, like, evolved, like... It's so ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, and it's like, go to this restaurant, and here's this thing that smells bad, and looks bad, and tastes bad, but it's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) So people eat it, like, white people, why do you want to give your money away? (laughs) It's so ridiculous. Right. I I mean, and I'm not immune to it. I fucking what did we, what yeah. did I want to buy when we went to the fabric store? Nothing to make crafts with. I wanted a rare Mickey Funko Pop that has a damaged box that no one wanted, and it was lying on its side, and like it was super rare to me. I don't care if you think it's valuable or not. Fact checkers, it's not <laughs> part of the conversation. <laughs> it is a centerpiece because Disney yeah. is important to me, and I needed it. I needed it in my tableau. And it looks good, too, among all these other things. This is, like, eventually we'll have the video. It'll go, it'll simulcast in yes. audio and video. So on the YouTube live version, you would be able to see the camera would, like, we'd go over here, and we'd be like, I'll record the space, because it's in, like, this cupboard. So now we're in the cupboard of Lunchbox's things. There's, like, just, there's more than I can count. How many items do you have in here? It's over a hundred. Over a hundred items of all kinds. There's a Jack Skellington figurine. There's a pack of exotic uh, Street Beasts Hot Wheels. Still sealed. Looks perfectly pristine. Uh, Spinning tops. There's like an old heart-shaped unicorn balloon, maybe? I don't know. Two balloons? Uh, There's like some books. Uh, What books do you have in here, Lunchbox? Uh, I have a book by Sam Clark. 
called I'm going to clone myself and then kill the clone and eat it. <laughs> um, and then I have a bunch of my writings and a picture book that I acquired by chance from an old relative filled yeah. full of weird pictures of times that I can't quite remember of me working at Dunkin' Donuts when I was in Ocala and, like, some other life events. Nice. And, yeah, and this is, like, it's kind of like an altar. It's, like, near your bed. It's, like, the whole bottom cubby of this kind of vertical, like, shelving unit that's, like, in the closet, but it's, like, an open, built-in kind of closet. So it's a, it's part of the room. It's part of the... It's, like... Lost forever. Do you remember the, uh, 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 the, the I Spy, uh, picture books where, like, all the items, they're all carefully, like made a mess like that's the idea i might i might go back and censor something so i i I put the clap in there so i'll see the little spike word word (laughs) (laughs) you have to listen back that's okay that happens all the time exactly yeah and eventually society will be so dissolved and we'll be so famous on top of it that we will be able to just speak freely about whatever we want and it won't offend anybody or make them feel any type of way. Word. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss the proviso for etiquette right. <laughs> on the podcast. I'm, I'm what's known as a, a chaotic type of person. Right. Well, this, I mean, the podcast itself, alignment-wise, is chaotic neutral. I mean, that's, the name of the game is chaotic neutral. Right. That's the only, the only true north is chaotic neutral. Right. And I feel it. Yeah. Chaotic north. Yeah. Everything else is just a variation on that. Have you deviated from chaos? That's the only thing you can do. You can just deviate from chaos. For a while. Right. (laughs) For a little bit. I, I, but it's the whole thing of like, if you think back, dude told me 10 years ago that I'd be doing the stuff that I'm doing and living the life the way that I'm living, like, Mm -hmm. I'd have laughed. I'd have laughed so hard. Because there'd be no point in, like, oh man, I'd still be trapped. I'd still be trapped back in that old life, walking in those old patterns, dealing with that old nonsense. Or I'd probably be dead, actually, if the same thing happened to me. And I wasn't prepared for it, or I didn't have the luck of being where I was when mm. when stuff happened to me. You know what I mean? That was fortunate. Because like, if I had gotten sick in Ocala, like, would I have made it? Who knows? We've yeah. Uh... Shans has the best doctors around. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they're there for a reason, trying to handle the really hard things that come through. And I was a difficult problem for a while. Yeah, that's true. Gainesville really is a wellspring of life, whereas Ocala, in many ways, is a wellspring of death. Yeah. <laughs> it's where... Shout out Ocala. Shout out Ocala, if you're listening. <laughs> but I went back there, and I saw a bunch of my old friends, and they all have sad, dead eyes. Oh, no! It was really rough. And, like, I love you guys, and I want to help you, but my only advice is you've got to get out. Come visit Gainesville. Come visit Gainesville. We'll we'll ride up to the Springs. We'll make a whole day of it. Dude. We'll get some LaCroix. We'll get some LaCroix. Brought to you by LaCroix. LaCroix, if you're listening, we I We will love get you. a delicious Pamplemousse LaCroix. Oh, God. Mmm. Passion fruit. Passion fruit. Palm Mango. Kiwi cherry. Does that exist? No, isn't it? Isn't it kiwi? Oh, I know what you're talking about. No, 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 no. You're cherry something else. Cherry cucumber. Yeah. No, 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 no. Blackberry. Cucumber, blackberry cucumber. Blackberry cucumber. Cherry. Not also cucumber. That sounds weird. Cherry something. Cherry. There are some interesting flavors. Oh, it's colors. cherry lime. Cause cherry it's, lime. It's, so easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. They say the fancy words. 
Yes, Lime brought process. to you by Cherry Lime LaCroix. Cherry Lime LaCroix, if you're listening, love you, bro. And they are. They are. They're always listening. What, um, let's talk about what kind of shows and stuff do you have coming up? Are you still unbooked, or do you have, Oh, like... we do need to tell. Well, okay, so I have, I'm doing an event that I'm going to promote the fact that you're not invited <laughs> to everyone, because yeah. it's my friend's birthday party. You're invited. You're going to be there, I think, probably, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but it's, um, you know my friend Nicole, whose property I live on? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's her birthday on the 28th, and so I'm going to basically throw her a birthday party. Oh, for sure. At, at, on the property, um, but, uh, I set myself the bar of, I have to put together a tactile art exhibit. The whole, which at first was just going to be a tactile art exhibit for its own sake, but then I came up with a fun gimmick that involves aliens, and it just sounds like... So, uh, Maggie Rose, I know, is going to want to be involved in this, and she is very talented. She seems to be kind of a mind like Erica, where it's like very very good with words, very whimsical, very... So I know that she'll want to write the copy, basically, for this idea. But the whole whole gag is... That we went to another dimension where there's no light, and we found a completely dark planet, and we found many artifacts from that planet, but if we expose them to light, then they'll just disintegrate. It's like stuff from the bottom of the sea, so we have to keep it in the dark. Right. So you read the thing, the instructor telling you everything about it, but then you go into this completely dark space mm-hmm. where you're also listening to alien music, mm. which is easy to make. Again, for me and Maggie, very easy to make because... I went over her house one time and we just like tried different improv games mm-hmm. for music and like one of the ones that we did is you have to sing but you can't use any words mm-hmm. so it's only like ooh ah time to time like you can you just have to make like noises so we've already done it so basically I want to do that but for like hours and hours right with her, with you, with whoever wants to, like, make boobity beeps I'm, noises. Oh, God. In I'm, pitch darkness. The only uh, thing you'll be able to see is there will be a little light from, like, the screen on my looper and, like, I'm a little so light. <laughs> and so I'm, we'll I'm be marching this... on my calendar. Like, I'm, I'm double in. Like, it's going to be crazy. Like, that yeah. sounds so fun. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and plus, she's super cool. She's, like, a rad person. Nicole's like, amazing. Love, yeah. She's, like, so inspiring to To be to a me. part of yeah. that moment. We've hung out a couple times, like, around the fire. Like, she's really cool. Yeah, she's another person who just, like, like, has spent so much time being the smartest person in the room that eventually you don't think about it anymore, and it's just like, but then it's like, you have, but then someone else smart has to come along and be like, hey! (laughs) And you have to, like, remember, and then you're like, oh! Yeah, no, for sure. Hanging out with her while she's been back in school has been fun, because her, like, she's, like, constantly absorbing all this. She's taking a literature class and she really likes literature, so she's right. listening to all these audiobooks and, like, constantly has all of these, like, just notions swirling. She's so fun to talk to right now. Well, she's fun to talk to always, but, like, specifically yeah. right now because she's always got these ideas coming through her. She's fun. She is fun. There's been a lot of charming times with our group of people. I think, like, Man, that party's gonna be a doozy. That's cool. Yeah. Well, what's the next mm. thing that you slash vowels? Do? Well, is the is the comedy show the next thing, or is there vowels shows before that? Uh, vowels is not doing. I mean, we. I think we've got a couple events. I can actually just look at our calendar. Pull up the old calendar. And so yeah, I have a comedy show on the sixth at High Dive. If you're out there, 
the board want to come see uh, Shuri Gallard? Shuri Allard? I'm sorry if you listen to this and I don't remember your name. Um, I've been doing a lot of stuff and I'm just here to kind of coast some more people in. But that's cool. I sold some tickets to people. It looks like it's going to be a really good show. He used to work on the Howard Stern show. So, I mean, you know, my rule, hopefully, I'll see him and he's funny and we'll get along and everything will be fine. And it won't be a problem like it is sometimes. <laughs> I'm not I'm not the easiest person to work with or be around when I'm performing because the character of Lunchbox is abrasive. Just kind of naturally. He's not in an aggressive way. <laughs> That's so funny. It's just the way that right. the, the ocean's abrasive. It doesn't mean to be. It yeah. just is. Yeah. Like, I can't turn it off and like I start the show by like messing with the crowd about things that I can't talk about because of the etiquette of the podcast <laughs> but if you come see it in person you'll understand and like I, some people don't like that and I'm probably going to spend a lot of time in the green room being by myself and trying to behave because if I'm in the crowd and I get bored and I start talking or like I get a, like I just can't I'll get kicked out of my own show again <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say and it happens and I'm, like, fixated on it because, like, I'm so worried that it's going to happen again. That helps me not do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The worry makes me go away. It's, like, it's so funny to me, though, because, like, the possibility of getting kicked out is also the game. Yes. <laughs> and it's just, like, so... I love that. I the, love that the you whole see the layers. Is the show. You see yeah. the layers. Yeah, I appreciate you in the same way that I appreciate... Uh, John Ferrara, shouts out to John Ferrara, my bass instructor, bass mm-hmm. player for Consider the Source. Mm-hmm. He, and this is not, like, this is complete, he would never ever think about it this way, but he warms up for a full two hours before every show, mm-hmm. and he does it by just, you know, the same as you would normally do, you know, you're walking around the bar, mm-hmm. you're kind of absently listening to the other band, mm-hmm. maybe if they play something cool, you you know, walk up, but talk to the bartender, you know, go in the green room, this, that. But the whole time he has his bass on, just plugged into nothing, and he's just, like... But he's not doing, like, normal bass warm-ups. He's doing, like, John Ferrara bass warm-ups. Like, he's, like, one of the greatest musicians alive right now, today. Right. It's, like, maybe when I started taking lessons from him, whatever it was, six years ago, it would have been a weird stretch to say that, because, like, I haven't been around for that long. There's a lot of really great people still alive who are legendary, but, like, now... 2020, it's a new decade. John Ferrara, in my opinion, as a musician and a consumer of music, one of the best musicians alive. Right. But he, part of his show is that you see him warming up, shredding for two hours with a smile on his face, breathing normally. Like, it's not like he, like, literally, the thing that he's about to do is more amazing than you've ever seen, more athletic than you've ever seen a musician perform ever. Mm. And hes you don't realize necessarily that he's been doing that for two hours already. Like, you're catching him in hour three of a performance. Right. Like, he has got a full head of steam. Right. But if you're paying attention, then you also get to see the vibe of him, you know? And as, like, being one of the other musicians, you're intimidated as hell. <laughs> Like, the whole time, just like, oh, I know I'm about to get destroyed, and you get destroyed harder than you ever thought that you could. Because Consider the Source is, like, beyond... They're powerful. Like, their whole... Their zero is a ten. Yeah. And then it goes, uh, you know, beyond that, but it's like, that's... 
it couldn't be any other way. Like, it needs to do that in order to say the thing that they're trying to say. Like, it's not... I've never heard music with that many notes that I felt were necessary. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> it's the whole thing of just, like, being like, oh, my God, like, we're all velociraptors, and then the T-Rex comes. It's the thing, too, right, yeah, take it, yeah. when I'm in the crowd and, like, all of it is part of the show. It all kind of threads together. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't... I'll hang out with the crowd before the show, and I don't give any indication that I'll be going up or doing anything. Right. And I'll just mess with people, because I want them to be in a happy mood and be ready to rock and roll. And to also be open the idea that, like, things are going to get pretty weird. I'm going to do stuff to you. I'm going to do stuff to you. That's I mean, because I get bored, and right. I get bored while I'm on stage. You're laughing. We're having fun. And then I got to do something crazy so that I can feel the thrill again because I'm a heroin addict and my drug is attention. Right. You got to get that hit. I got to get that hit. Yeah. I got to have everyone worship me. That like hot I want spike of approval. I know. I want to be better. <laughs> I want people to come up to me and be like, I wish you were the headliner. That's my goal. <laughs> That's my goal. That's what I want. When people come up to me after a vowel show or one of my comedy shows... And I tell them, you know what I mean? They're like, you guys were amazing. Like, I wish you were the main thing. Or, I'm so glad you were the headliner. Like, that's the stamp of approval. Yeah. Um, a, 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 There's a lot of hate going to be at this show. And a lot of hate at Sam's show that's going to be out there. <laughs> Haters are real. And they hate on you. Well, it's just the, the community. You know, any small community. It's like, as soon as people realize that, like, social power can act against and in conjunction with like mm-hmm. actual like merit based mm-hmm. talent power attention notoriety it uh spices up the game right it spices up the game a lot because then you have you have two different types of people winning right. and they're both winning but they're winning for very different reasons and they're winning in very different ways and if yeah and it feels like two different approaches well, it's like two different games, but they're played on the same field at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes the one game looks like the other game. It's like Nintendo, man. Like, <laughs> the amateurs and the pros play together. Right. And the way that it works, like, the amateurs can still be good. I've seen so many of them. Every once in a while, they'll get one out, and I'm like, oh, my God, that was funny. Mm-hmm. But it's 60%. I'm just waiting for the rest. Mm-hmm. So my answer is just like your your boy's answer that plays the bass. Like I'm gonna go 158 percent. Right. <laughs> it's like you didn't know the dial went. Past uh, the front. You didn't know that like the whole dial panel flips up and there's yes. a touch screen. <laughs> every time that you, every time that I freestyle, the next freestyle has to be better than the last freestyle. Yeah. The bar's always being nudged up, and then yeah. Okay. All right. On a quest for greatness. And you can't debate this. The care with the equateness. The technique is the lateness. Yeah. Screwing in and cruising like Akashi. I'm guaranteed to grab you like, oh my gosh, did he? Drop it. The power, the elements, and the science. I'm guaranteed super hard. You could call me one of the giants. And if it's self-reliance, then I've got the best crew. I'm rolling with a six-set quintet. What would you do? Elemental, though, kids. You know we bust through. When we're changing up the style. But the flow just for you. You can raise up your hands if you're feeling it now. If you're driving your car, yo, we cannot slow down Cause we got the factors, 158% I'm the baddest kid, leave them all dead in cement Check Yeah, something like that Something right? like Usually that Usually in most situations, that And then whatever that is, in the moment The next one presumably goes harder Right, and that's the, and that's the 
Yeah. All right. So who brings the bebop and you drop the rock set? It's like three, two, one, and kid, can you be ready? Please don't be forgetting with the sets that we be selling. If it's all unrelenting, then the checks you'll be getting. But it's not about that. It's hand claps. It's hard hits and kids. We do dabs. You blaze tracks with elemental snaps and dropping hard rhymes when they're dropping the stamp rubber. Uh, when it's under the covers, when you're down with your lovers, you be touching each other. And I'm seeking to smother like hot magma off the top. And I'm breaking it down while you be keeping it hot. Say thanks a lot and grab it like you gotta, gotta get the powers right. And kids, just like you want it, like you're begging for triumph, like you got the mad science, like you're hitting with these kids. With the spiders, I spy them. Hey, eight eyes open wide at all times. I see in every direction. No mountain I cannot climb with the power of the mustard seed. Strength so divine. I'll be moving those mountains. I'll be crushing your spine. Check. Yes, I knew you would deliver. <laughs> I, <laughs> I told a kid the other day, and it was like, you practice by freestyling. Well, all I do is practice. Like, even when I'm performing, it's practice. And, like, yeah. it just keeps being practiced. And so, eventually... It's already contextualized yeah. on this broader arc of improvement. Right. And, I'm, like, I'm always, like... That's the whole thing that I think about. Is like, there isn't anybody to beat but me. Like, you were saying that the other night. Like, there's no one to beat but me. Mm-hmm. There's no one to go against but me. I'm the only one that's going to push it. Yeah. And I'm the only one that's going to do it. And if I want to make the world be the thing that I want it to be, I have to do yeah. it. Yeah. And, I mean, my thing is so specific, too. It's, like, I'm going to... I'm going to synthesize spirituality, world music, and futurism and technology better than everybody else trying to do it. If you want to be in the waking up in the morning and beginning your day with very relaxing prayer and stretching and taking a walk, you better take a hike because you're not better than me. That's right. I'm the best. I'm walking calmer and thinking more <laughs> deeply than you ever will. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm still thinking about when I go back to Ocala the next time and, like, what I want to do different and how mm. I want the show to be and who I want to take with me. And I think it's going to be exciting to take Surfer Jesus to mm-hmm. Ocala. I mean, <sighs> I think he's gonna because be... I think he'll be like he will be he'll be welcomed as a liberator. He's a smooth, you know. He's, like... he's gonna he's gonna literally be the savior. Like, <laughs> people are trying to tell me like uh, certain people I'm hanging out with are like acting manic and stuff, and I was like, no, dude, they're just finally happy. Like you yeah. gotta know the difference. Like someone coming out of that isn't a swing into something else that we need to be worried about. Right. You have to wait for people <laughs> to mess up before you get upset. Like, geez. Because that's the thing, it's like you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, oh yeah, they're acting happy. That's the thing that people do for a minute before they go back to being sad. And it's like, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. I mean, that hold is on. true. That is true. You go be happy and then yes. you go another emotion. But yeah. like, the happiness can last. Yeah, The happiness can, can yeah. be peppered by little bits of sadness. Having sorrow reinforces your memories. Like, all of those emotions have a place. And yeah. this particular person's gone to therapy and done a lot of work to balance themselves out and to be healthy. And I think, gotta celebrate that, man. Like, mm-hmm. don't be expecting it to fall apart. That's how stuff falls apart. My friend told me he had, like, a Christmas tree and there was this part of it that his mom didn't like. It was, like, this branch that was weird. And she didn't cut it off because they, uh, they didn't want there to be a hole. 
she's looking at it and she's talking about how much she hates it. And then one day, like right before Christmas, the whole branch just dies and falls off. (laughs) She hated that part of the tree so much it (laughs) fell apart. Like, your negative bullshit flowing out of you. Like, come on, dude. Life is hard enough. Let's be with each other and be chill together. And helping each other is way easier and way better than you think it, anyone thinks it is. You know? It really <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's simple shit. Every time Surfer Jesus picks me up and takes me somewhere that I need to go, like, you've moved a mountain. You don't realize it, you know? Every time that you listen to someone when they're having a hard time, like... A lot of us can't afford a therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Listening to each other is the only way to abate that. No, you don't give advice because no one really needs advice. They know what's up. They just need someone to listen and understand. Oh, yeah. You know? Unless they actually need help. That's obviously different. But most times, just you got to listen. You got to understand and be there. People want to be understood. Mm-hmm. The basis of that connection, you know? And I feel lucky that I have so many people in life that I feel like get me. It went from being, no one in my life gets me. No one understands me. Everyone thinks that I'm just weird yeah. and I suck. And they <laughs> laugh once in a while. And I hold on to those moments like they're pearls, right. you know? yeah. But then you, then you finally get things figured out and you're around better people. And you're like, nah, man, this is how it's supposed to be. Right. My friend who our friend who lives with us, she came up and she was after one show and she's like, I forgot how good you are at this. And like, right. it made me laugh because it's like, oh, you're so desensitized. But that also means right. that... You now have the opposite problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, had, yeah, you were used to again and again and again, not not being understood, not being understood, not, 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 not being understood. Now you're like so understood that it's like you're not even funny to some of the people around you. Some because of it's people like, can predict my moves. Yeah, right. You know it's like I mean? not, it's not different enough. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't give you the feeling of like deviation and then surprise and you know, it doesn't yeah. like, yeah. The unpredictability, because I always feel... When I meet someone for the first time, I'm always so excited. Right, yeah. Because everything's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and I always warn them, like, you haven't hung out with me enough yet, but you'll see. Right. <laughs> there are also moments where you're like, a lunchbox, I'd really like you to stop. <laughs> I'd like for this moment to be over. And I'm just like, ding, 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 But the police don't think this is funny. Ding, 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 ding. be like, or... You'd be surprised how much random people will talk to you. Like, it's pretty cool. You just oh, yeah. have to be brave enough to talk to them. Because it'll be someplace and, like, something funny happens or, like, I see something. I'm going to try to, like, make sure that... I try to make sure that I'm still real. Yeah. You know? Go out into the world and interact a little bit just to make sure that I'm not a ghost haunting this house, you know? Yeah. If you haven't gone outside today, you should, just for a little bit, just to see what's up. I've got to go change my laundry eventually, and I might pet my cat. I don't know. You should. It's really nice out today. Yeah. Today specifically. And whatever day you listen to this podcast on, it is a nice day. Yeah. I don't care what reality is telling you. Your ability to manifest your future depends on how well you are able to accept a reality that contradicts the one that's directly in front of you. So therefore, I challenge you... To find the weather good today, no matter what reality is telling you, or what you think reality is telling you. What's good weather? Water falling from the sky is bad weather. You love water. You love water. What's a swimming pool? Water. What's a glass of water? Water. Water. Also water. What's the ocean? Water. Rivers, also made of water. A lazy river. Lazy water. Lazy water. That's ice. 
Water with no the ambition. The laziest, yeah. yeah. That's water that's given up. <laughs> water that's given up. I'll just freeze. It's fine. Steam is water that's over ambitious. Like, I'm going to be a cloud. <laughs> I'm out of this, right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, yeah, I'm not going to be in your glass. I'm not going to be in your pool. I'm not going to be anywhere. Up here, try to get me now. Try to drink me up here. I fly in the sky. <laughs> I'm sky water. Flying water. It's the dragon version of water. Yes. It's like if a dinosaur turns into a dragon, it's the same as water evaporating into a cloud. It's the dragon version of water. I love But that. then what's the ice form of a dinosaur? A fossil! Yeah, it's right. just fossil it's water. It's fossil water. Yeah. Water and when But then it... some water is fossil water, because then there is also ice that's really old like a fossil, so now the analogy begins to break down. Yes, because it was an analogy, analogy cobbled together <laughs> by me, which explains a lot. It's yeah. like, he can't paint you the Mona Lisa, but he can draw you a, a, a weird thing that looks almost like a, like a tiger humping a cow. <laughs> like a shark being dropped from a plane. Yes. I, in, in the book that I'm working on writing, which eventually will come back to me so that I can start publishing it, I did this thing where it's like, What's your favorite shark? And then I did not draw sharks. I drew everything <laughs> but a shark and then labeled them as sharks. Because why not? Yeah. I get bored when I'm reading books, you know what I mean? Like, even though I love reading, if the reading is not intense enough or if it's got too many gaps in it, I'll be like, man, I wish they put a picture in here. Mm-hmm. Just a little picture. Like, the Chronicles of Narnia, the original printing, it had pictures in it every once in a while. Well, what I didn't realize is giving your audience breaks. Like, I realized this when I went and mm -hmm. saw Tipper, is, like, it was, it was, theoretically, we were at an electronic dance music performance. But, like, he gave us so many breaks, and it was, a, it, there was a seat, there was seating at the show. Mm -hmm. Which, like, you kind of expect, like, okay, this is going to be awkward, like, everyone's just going to be kind of up dancing awkwardly around these seats. But he gave us so many breaks to, like, use the seats. Mm -hmm. And, like, I got a nice, like, rest. I got a breath. Like, it's a little cooler because of hot air, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, and then it's like, oh, this is nice. And then you get back up and you're dancing again. And I've started trying to do that because it's, like, it's exhausting. Because some, some of my stuff is lyric heavy. Some of my stuff is rhythm heavy. Some of my stuff is, like, harmony heavy, like, music theory, you know? Like, mm -hmm. not all my stuff is really easy, digestible pop. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't have to use... Like, the easy digestible pop doesn't have to be the break. Like, I can give the ear breaks in lots of, like, kind of superficially weirder, let's say, ways. Just by playing the same thing, but, like, really quiet for a minute. To right. where your ear kind of gets a break and then, like, jumping back out. But, yeah, the audience needs a break. For sure. And working those breaks in... Uh can be like a fun thing you know what i mean like mm -hmm. a lot of the book is really serious and really dark so like it's broken up by like here's some jokes about video game characters and here's a joke about the sun and here's this dumb thing that i draw and here's uh the first uh four minutes of uh, uh don't stop believing but done with stick figures you know what i mean mm -hmm. like what's the dumb things that i can think of to make you have a break from this feeling of stygia and gloom and mm -hmm. asthma that flows through the work you know because it's also meant to be like let's go through the dark together and wake up on the other side and like you need to understand what it's like to like be in this place because i feel like it's a valuable way to translate a lesson that no one can really teach you mm -hmm. but me
Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I don't know nobody else that's been through this. And mm-hmm. eventually you're going to be old and sick. And, like, that's when you need to know. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, planning for the future. Yeah, making, that's true. Making making stuff, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, for our for peers in their 20s and 30s, it's like, hey, any of y'all in touch with your own mortality? It's like crickets, but it's like all of this material that you're creating now for these exact people, they will look back on these moments that are happening now where they got the message, but then it didn't really land, and it will start landing. Yeah. And I think that's why there are people, you know, now who are retired and they own every single Paul Simon album and they've got right. the Paul Simon like bumper sticker and the license plate and like everything they get it's, it now. Yeah, because yeah. it's like they had a whole different relationship to him and his music and everything like way back even though there were some insights that were going to be relevant way, way 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 later. For sure. And the constant idea of like um being in these different moments and like oh my god I lost my track of thought what were we talking about flip it back to me I lost it too I was thinking about this ocean scene I started looking at this and I was like oh, oh god the ocean I okay. don't know but we're just about making it to an hour so I think that's just both of us becoming mentally fatigued yeah and feeling the, and feeling the natural arc of episode one coming to a close yeah. do you have any closing statements I would like to say thank you for listening um we're going to have to do a little bit of editing, but it's going to be great. Yeah. And um, be looking forward to more. Uh, my show is uh, March 6th at the High Dive, Gainesville, Florida. If you hear this and you're in Florida, you want to come hang out, promise it's going to be rad. I got another one on the 12th. Uh, they're both at 8 p.m. at High Dive. And, yeah, I'm Lunchbox. Thank you for listening. Beautiful. You guys are rad. Have Thank a you for being day. here, Lunchbox. Thank you, Wilson, for having me.